I cut that piano right off, Linda Perkins. <laughs> Flanders wouldn't have done that. I know. <laughs> I know. But you know, the other thing is she's probably getting paid. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, it's an uh, absent with an excuse kind of thing. Welcome to Food Talk. If you didn't realize you were already tuned into uh, Food Talk, I bet you knew. I'm Marianne Myers. I am joined by my uh, fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. Good morning. Linda, you have an apron on. I have an apron on because I'm not Laura Flanders. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if she even has one. I know, I know. She has people for apron wearing. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Designated apron wearers. We uh, should we should have a sign off at the end of our show like she does. What does she think about 140 people? Yeah, well, yeah. she has a lot of people to thank, and we do too. But we kind of lump them together and go, "Thank you so much." Yes. So, <laughs> so we can talk about food for longer. I know. <laughs> you know, it's summertime, and and I have discovered a um, sort of a overarching ingredient that is oh. permeating everything I fix to eat. Is it corn? No, it's is it watermelon? <laughs> no, and it's not tomatoes either. <laughs> what is it? Although I'm using a lot of all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> it's lethargy. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not kidding. <laughs> you're not cooking with love. You're cooking with lethargy. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my God. I mean, I never thought of it in such pithy terms as that. But I am like, honey, why don't you just go get a thing of pasta salad and open that? And we'll call it dinner, okay? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to walk to the fridge. <laughs> I know. That's the thing about it. Oh, that's so funny. But you can do that in summer. Yeah. Because you can just chop something up and it's good. That's right. The things you chop up in the winter, like snowballs and moss, aren't as good. That's right. (laughs) That's right. And so many root vegetables benefit from actually being cooked. (laughs) So, (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, What is it about that? I mean, it's just uh, there's something about (laughs) warm weather and sunshine that makes me want to, you know, not. Yeah. <laughs> not do anything. Yes. Just lay around. Oh, lethargy. That kills me. That's so perfect. You know, uh, the other, uh, I was thinking about uh, ingredients that you could put on almost everything. Mm-hmm. And when I say almost everything, I don't necessarily mean desserts. There are there are not that many things. Yeah. Uh, really good salt is one of the things that, tra- that travels between entrees and sides mm-hmm. and desserts. But... Um, I mean just uh, uh, food, food, not dessert food, uh, is uh, furikake. And I was reminded about it uh, through reading a recipe for uh, fresh tomato sandwiches, which to me is just like great uh, rustic bread with mayonnaise, sliced tomato, Mm -hmm. salt and pepper. But a sprinkle of furikake, the Japanese... um, seasoning that it comes in a, a million varieties but it's basically uh pulverized seaweed and sesame seeds and sea salt and many other things that could be added to it but it's really a little umami bomb and um i think about it usually just sprinkled on rice but it's really good on yeah. tomatoes and it's pretty yeah it is because of the black sesame seeds yeah. it is it's pretty and it's good on watermelon that's that's true. That's so funny that you said that because um, I saw something online. You know how everybody's talking about charcuterie boards, charcuterie boards, ad nauseum charcuterie boards. But they made a, um, a, a tinned fish charcuterie board, so I thought of you because Ooh. of anchovies. So they had 
tuna and smoked oysters and and um, anchovies all in little in little cans. But then they had a little bowl of creme fraiche and they had furikake on top, oh. and it was really pretty. And I thought, oh, that's a really good idea with tinned fish, you know? Yes. I never thought of creme fraiche, but that's good. Way better. I mean, I think than mayonnaise. Yeah, or at I least think more so too. interesting. It's a change. You yeah, know? and I think it's uh, it it is. A better delivery system when you have something that has a really assertive flavor on its own because yeah. mayonnaise tastes like mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we like that about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think creme fraiche is kind of brilliant, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we both went down the furikake path, but you went farther. I have like, <laughs> I think I have four different bottles of furikake on my spice. So uh, would thing. that be furikake? <laughs> <laughs> it would be half past furikake. <laughs> Uh, I uh, anyway, I I uh, encourage everyone who might have a, a one, it, it can be one of those things that you buy for a recipe and then you kind of forget about. That's possible. Yeah. Uh, so if you have uh, some furikake lurking in your spice cabinet, uh, get it out and sprinkle it on everything and see if you don't like it. It's pretty good. Well, and then I mean, on the topic of lethargy, you can just chop something up and sprinkle that on and it'll look pr like a prepared meal. <laughs> yeah. Last night our salad was sliced tomatoes and cucumbers. That's it. Sliced. And and I would say artfully arranged on a plate <laughs> to make it look like I had made an effort. <laughs> so and for a cocky. Oh my gosh. Well, um I recommend it. Well, speaking all. of other cultures, yes, I tried something. So I saw a recipe online, and it was for a, a fruit salad. And it was just four ingredients, one of them being the fruit. It was a watermelon salad. And it had tahine, you know, that, that Mexican yeah. spice that I really like. Yeah. T-A-J-I-N. It's um, spicy, but not too spicy. Citrusy. It's it's delicious. I really it's like Mexican it. It's Mexican furikake. Yeah. You can put it on so many things. It's delicious. I'm telling the country that you said that. Anyway. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, every culture yeah. has something like that. Yeah. Uh, I've had a really good uh, margarita with that on the rim. Yeah. And, and I, I think you know that it's the furikake of Mexico because it comes in like eight different sizes. You know, yes. you can get it in a gallon if you're going to really use a lot of it. And some of you will, you know. <laughs> so um, anyway, um, there was another thing. That I'd never heard of. It was called chamoy, C H A M O Y. I've seen the word now. What is it? Well, it's like a fruity hot sauce. So it oh. came like regular and hot, oh. and I thought, oh, I don't want the hot, hot one. So I just got the regular one, but I couldn't find it in town. I had to get it through the mail. But the recipe was take uh, four cups of watermelon and then three tablespoons of the chamoy, one tablespoon of tahine, and then um, you squirt a lemon over it. I mean a lime, sorry, lime. And um, um, I didn't have watermelon. This is how my recipes go. Yeah. I didn't have watermelon, so I used cantaloupe. It would be great on cantaloupe. Yeah, and I had a lime that was like in hospice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we all learned from Norma Hernandez that that um, if you are going to use a lime, they are so much better when they are dark, dark green. And it's really true, and I didn't know that. But still, it had some lime flavor, but it was like in a wheelchair in a retirement home. <laughs> so... Um, it was really good that 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 sauce that I'd never heard of before, chamoy. It it kind of is like a mangoey hot sauce. Oh, it made the fruit taste a little mangoier, and it wasn't too hot. The, I I think it was really delicious. Um, I'll definitely do it again because I love tahine and um and it added something to it. You know. Yeah. That the, the I often use lime with tahine, but I just never heard of that sauce. So, it kind of looks like a one sauce. 
Okay. It's, it's like dark and kind of the same consistency. I will totally try that. I liked it. I liked it. And I'm I'm happy that I have it. You know, it's not like when sometimes you try something, you're like, well, that's going to be in my cupboard for a while. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. We all have that. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I have been known to... Um, save something for a decade or two and <laughs> and then pour it down the drain and recycle the container. Yeah. I mean, why? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know why. Uh. Yeah, there's very few things that once I've finally thrown them away, I've regretted it after. I mean, I can count them on one hand, you know. Yeah. So I need to do that more often. Yeah, I know. I know. Hey, um, I came across a really interesting fusion sort of recipe Um you know, in uh, Japanese cookery, uh, uh, like uh, corn in, with butter and soy is a thing. I mean, it can be a side dish. It could be part of something. It, it, butter, soy, corn is, um, I think, uniquely a Japanese sort of deal. And this was a fusion of that with pasta. Mm-hmm. And I haven't tried it, but what the thing about it that appealed to me uh, even prior to trying it, which I will do, is that... They used a fresh off-the-cob corn, which we have available to us now. We can get corn and take it off the cob. And they used the cobs in the water to boil the pasta. They hmm. made uh, actually a broth with the wa- pasta water and corn cobs and then cooked the pasta in it. Oh, interesting. And then it's tossed with this butter-soy corn and okay. um, some, I think some scallions um, it's really a pretty dish to look at, but um, it's also interesting to me because corn and pasta aren't two things that I normally would think to put together, but I love the whole idea of cooking the pasta in uh, corn broth. So do they cook the corn in water and then use that water with the, after you get the corn off of it to, to um, cook the cobs in the pasta in? They... Um, I'm going to tell you exactly right now because I just... Because I was just thinking, I think I would be, like, um, if I was going to make it, I would grill the corn so it would have pretty dark things because yeah. it sounds like a pretty beige dish. And then um, then the cob wouldn't be soaked in water to start with, you It know? is kind of beige because it's uh, yellow corn and uh, pasta, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, the and the only ingredients are, oh, this is why, because it is... Um, they're using dried ramen noodles mm-hmm. for the pasta. It's just corn um, on the ear, <laughs> just fresh corn, scallions, uh, dried ramen noodles, soy sauce, and butter. And um, so they are, let's see, they're slicing the kernels off the cobs, and they're putting the cobs in a pot with uh, the white parts of the scallions and water. Okay. And bringing that to a boil. Okay. Well, and then because it's dried ramen, it would soak up a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. And they're letting it, and it's not a whole lot of water. It is not the Italian thing where you have a, you know, quarts and quarts yeah. of water. It, it isn't. And they're actually um, uh, reminding us at the beginning that it, it is, don't add more water than the recipe said. Okay. So. And are they taking the corn off before they cook it? So they're putting in fresh, oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I get it. Yeah. I automatically thought that they were boiling the corn first. I just got stupid. Um, no, they're taking it off. And then, uh, let's see. Oh, and then, and then they're, um, when the pasta is almost done, 
they're tossing the corn in a saute pan and adding the soy sauce and butter and just to- uh, tossing it for like two minutes to warm it up. Okay. So they're not really cooking it. Okay. Um, and then and you don't have to. It's you good. mix it all together and add the green parts of the scallions, and it's really pretty, although it's not uh, brilliant like tomatoes and yeah. cilantro <laughs> yeah. and all of that good stuff. Uh, but it just sounds good to me. And also, I just really liked the idea of cooking. I, I never think to cook pasta in anything except just water, mm-hmm. salt and mm-hmm. water. So it All those me... cooking it in wine and stuff like that, they just never turn out. The only thing that um, I think, but I do it with rice, is I'll cook it in some kind of like vegetable stock or chicken stock. Yeah. And that uh, makes it better. Yeah, or coconut milk. Oh, I've never done that. Oh, that's a good idea. It's good. Um, it's good. Coconut rice. But um, rice, I, d- I do too. I add a ton of stuff of rice and, and then pasta, pasta. I just t- toss Boil it, it. yeah. Yes. You're done. I know. <laughs> and it's perfectly lovely. Woohoo! It's a big day. I added salt to the water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted and I feel lethargic. <laughs> Shazam. (laughs) That's right. We're still shazamming. Um, I want to take a quick minute and remind everybody that Food Talk is a co-production of KMUN and North Coast Food Web. And if you have not, despite my urgings over time, gone to KMUN.org and or NorthCoastFoodWeb.org and rummaged around in those fabulous websites, you're missing something. So, once again, I remind you. Food Web is doing something really cool, I think. Um, you know, they have that online market. Yes. But now if you, um, what they say is if you identify as low income, you can go to the um, uh, online food market and they'll give you a free box of food. Yeah. I think that is so great. Uh, NorthCoastFoodWeb.org. That's where you find out about it. Uh, I know that they're doing the double up food bucks. Mm-hmm. I know that they're doing, uh, they certainly take SNAP. And um, and uh, maybe senior discount coupons. There, there are a lot of ways to get very good local food from small producers who need your money, just like we all need our money. And um, and you can get a free box of uh, fabulous local food if you have the need for that. And it is very simple. NorthCoastFoodWeb.org. Just yeah. go there and yeah. check it out. Or such go by the thing. Food Hub and, and uh, talk to the folks in the office. Yeah, such a great thing. Such yeah. a great idea. Such a great thing. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of Shazam. Yes. <laughs> so, um, um, you know, this time of year when you're buying a bunch of stuff from the farmer's market, um, is when the fruit flies come. Yes, indeed. Shazam. Uh. And, and every year I try so hard to like make it later and later in the year. You know, that's always my goal. But this year I bought one of those new little um, lights that attract the bug and it's got like a little sticky thing on it. Totally works. Really? I don't even know what that is. Um, you just you plug it into a socket and it okay. has a UV light that attracts bugs at night. And then they just get stuck on a little thing. Oh, my God. I know. It's grisly. Uh, Sorry, but it works. It (laughs) works. And I've tried all the little vinegar contraptions and beer contraptions. I know. Nothing ever works. And And there's things that that have to be on the counter. Yeah, yeah. You cannot put everything in a cupboard or in the refrigerator. There are, you know, tomatoes just don't like to be treated like that. That's the big thing. And then they just love tomatoes. And I just, I I don't want it covered in fly pee. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine. Well, I I don't worry about it at my house because uh, my husband only likes peeled tomatoes, so they're they're getting dipped in boiling water really quickly, and I'm sure that takes care of the fly. (laughs) It 
addition to making them easy to peel. Oh, my God. Anyway, yeah, gnats. I mean, yeah. I don't even know what yeah. they are, but the, they're very annoying, and they're uh, ubiquitous at this point of the year. They mm -hmm. just are. If you even leave, uh, if you leave a half inch of water in the bottom of your drinking glass, you will have swimmers, corpses <laughs> in no time. I know. They're pests. Ah, the definition of pests. <laughs> anyway, I'm pretty excited about that. That is okay. Shazam. Well, <laughs> I was thinking about uh, coleslaw this morning. Oh, yeah? Because, you know, it's coleslaw weather. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to do anything. It's easy. <laughs> yeah, it's really easy, and um, I, and I like it in almost every iteration. I you know with a million kinds of vegetables in it, uh, extra things besides all of the possible cabbages. There's uh, fennel and carrots and um, beets. Although I would. Uh, caution you to use golden beets if you're going to because unless you really want a pink salad. I know, it's like a m murder scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, they are really good, just grated um, uh, beets. Anyway. And you grate them raw? Yeah. Okay. They're I haven't done that. They're yummy. Okay. Um, but I also like it just with green cabbage and apples and dried cranberries. I mean, there's all, all kinds of things you can do with slaw, right? I remember you made that slaw once, and um, one of our seven listeners, Mike, was like, this is the best slaw I've ever had in my life. And he had a long slaw life. <laughs> <laughs> it is really, really good, but I think it, it, it and, and that is a good combination mm -hmm. of sweet and crunchy and um, savory and all of that stuff, just those three ingredients mm -hmm. and it is a way to have a pretty delicious slaw year round because you're not you don't it doesn't matter if you have any of the other fancy stuff dried cranberries and apples really aren't seasonal no yeah. they aren't not for us yeah uh but i also think it's the dressing and i i don't think that the dressing that i use is revolutionary but it is so good that it can be used for um like sandwich spreads all, all kinds of stuff because it's just delicious and what do you one, do it's just um mayonnaise and dijon and a little bit of sugar and i think that is one of the things that i don't like about a lot of slaw dressings is too much sugar yeah yeah so it's just a tiny bit of sugar cider vinegar celery seeds and celery salt and then um just salt and pepper okay to taste it's nothing revolutionary but it is just really good yeah and i think maybe the dijon has something to do with it i'm not sure yeah, I never thought about doing that. That's a good idea with a Dijon. Yeah, I love I don't Dijon. Know. Yeah, it's tangy. Yeah. <laughs> so my go-to slaw is, um, my dressing is mayonnaise. So maybe it would be a cup of mayonnaise. And then three tablespoons of sugar. So that's probably too much for you, right? Yeah. In fact, my um, uh, recipe calls for three teaspoons of sugar. And I think that's too much okay. to two cups of mayonnaise. Okay. Well, but I put lime in there, lime juice. So that's oh, my... Yeah. So, um, so it's uh, squeeze one lime and then in a cup of mayonnaise, add three tablespoons of sugar and then see if, if it's balanced. And if not, add more lime because you want lime flavor, but you don't want to pucker up your, yeah. your, your family. And then um, pepper, black pepper, and a lot of celery seeds. So celery seed, yeah. um, sugar, lime, mayonnaise, and um, whatever the other thing I forgot. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it's cabbage. And then um, I cut. Um, and I, I know I've talked about this before, but I cut apples into matchsticks. Yes. So that they're small. They're not big hunks of apples. And it's one of those things that the texture matters. So so the cabbage is shredded. It's not chopped. And then the, the um, apples are cut into the smallest matchsticks that you can. 
and then um, the the dressing. And I think it's good. I, I often because it'll come in a bag of shredded cabbage and yeah. you know lethargy. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I'll add the uh, carrots, the shredded carrots, and the um, uh, purple cabbage that's in oh, there yeah. too, and that makes it prettier. Yeah, and but, it's delicious. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And see that mixed up any of these slaws mixed up and tossed on a sandwich and it could be i mean it's really good on a ham sandwich or pastrami something like that but it's also really good on a sharp cheddar cheese sandwich oh wow just i never thought of that any kind of sandwich benefits yeah. from that instead Pulled pork of oh man yeah mm-hmm. yum <laughs> I, I'm a little bit hungry. Yeah. <laughs> so I gotta say, yikes. You know how we were talking about pasta salad last time? How um, when I make it, I, I use a lot of vegetables and then just some tortellini. So it's like one of the ingredients. It's not the main ingredients because I just don't like pasta salads that are, you know, half pasta. I just yeah. don't like them. Yeah, me so, too. Um, um, I was thinking about that, you know, because I said it and then my brain heard it. So I made it like three times since then. <laughs> but there's so many vegetables that are so good right now. But I just wanted to sing a little song of praise about zucchini because we all dread the onslaught of zucchini in the fall. Oh, what am I going to do with that 140 pounds of zucchini? But I think fresh zucchini is really good. And I think that we don't eat it fresh that often. And I think it's a really good substitute for cucumber because cucumbers go bad so fast. Yes, they do. And um, and they're really watery. And, and slimy. And so when you put them slimy in like 36 hours, when you put them in a pasta salad, you can't make a ton of it because the, the it's the limiting thing. The cucumbers are going to go bad. And then also, you're right, they're so watery combined with tomatoes then you've just watered down your dressing and it doesn't taste like anything it doesn't matter how strong you made it to start with and so um um i very often more often than not if i'm making a salad i will substitute you know i don't use the giant seven pound zucchinis but just the little ones and i I just slice them up by into half moons and i just really really like that i think it's really delicious yeah I, i put it in potato salad i put it in pasta salad you know, I'll, I'll stir fry, but I've learned now to cube it up because it just stir fries way easier. Yeah. But I really like fresh zucchini. Um, well, I guess stir frying, it's not fresh. But the other two, it is fresh. And it's not woody. It is, of course, if you use a giant one. It, it's really delicious. And it doesn't get, it doesn't do that, all the things that cucumbers do. So um, in Chinese cooking, there's um, bitter melon, you know? Yeah. And I don't like it. I mean, I actually abhor it. Oh, and if I acci- so many people do. It's a love-hate thing, bitter yeah. melon. I love it. If I accidentally eat bitter melon, which I did uh, three or four months ago, then I hate cucumbers for six months. <gasps> really? Yeah, it takes, and I, I love you cucumbers. You hold it against no, cucumber? No, it, it tastes like bitter melon oh. it, uh, until I can just get that out of my system. And it usually takes about six months. So I'm in that six-month period where I hate cucumbers. Oh. So I have to... Like substitute zucchini all the time, but it's still delicious. It's not like a, a second actor, yeah. you know. I do really love zucchini, and as you know, probably more than anyone, I love <laughs> zucchini bread. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. But I also think that one of the best things you can do with a zucchini is just saute it in a little yeah. uh, veg oil, and then uh, put some butter and salt and pepper on it. I just yeah. could, I could eat pounds of that. It's really, really good, and and people forget. I've got a friend who had a recipe for zucchini soup, and it was super simple. It's like, put it in the food processor, add some salt and pepper, or something like that. Yeah. But she's got Alzheimer's and can't remember now. Oh. I, but it was just so fresh and so good, and it was 
so simple, but I can't. Oh, re- I don't know what it was. You exactly. know what? I hope she has some recipes written down. Somewhere. Yeah, I know that's a hard thing when somebody who's a really, really good. Yes. Well, really good anything, and then their brain goes, and all that knowledge goes. Yeah, you know. I know. It's a sad thing. It may, you know, it's a reminder to appreciate uh, whatever it is mm-hmm. while it's happening. It's hard to remember. It is so stinking difficult to be present. I'm sorry. I have very little. Uh, practice i gotta admit (laughs) (laughs) i i have my whole life been thinking about what i'm supposed to be doing next yeah yeah. so um i am not practiced at being present without you know just like making an effort but um as more and more people around me including me get older and uh sometimes disappear from our site then um I, I am reminded that it, it would be good to pay attention, mm-hmm. for sure. And w- with cooking, holy cow, mm-hmm. I don't write anything down. I mean, if, if I didn't have to write a food column, I would never actually a- a- actualize <laughs> a recipe. You know what I mean? Yeah, for me, a big thing was when our house got destroyed in that storm in 2007 because oh. I lost all my recipes. Yeah. Gone, you know, everything. So, Just sure, gone. there's things in my brain, but all that stuff that was written down, I can't oh. keep a recipe for fruitcake in my brain. No. It's got 25 ingredients, I you know. know. And so have you managed to recreate stuff, and are you writing stuff down now? I do write stuff down, but, um, but yeah, there's a lot that was just gone. Yeah. It is, uh, yeah. Recipes from dead people, you know. We are fleeting, as it turns <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we are fleeting. Yeah, we think of ourselves as permanent, but, yeah. whoa, isn't this a fun show? Well, you know, we still have five minutes left, so maybe we should start thanking people. <laughs> we sh- because time's a wasting. We need a new outro. I will write one. It'll be pages long. Laura Flanders style, like when Liam <laughs> comes on and he's got twenty minutes of talking about everywhere on earth. You know, I love that though. <laughs> That's know. the Liam Opera. That's the KMUN Opera. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> hey, white bean dip. <gasps> Numb. And you know and another no cook thing. If you want yeah. to, I mean, That's true. Use those canned beans. How do you make it? Um, just uh, canned beans and uh, whir it up with rosemary and garlic and anything else, sun-dried tomatoes, chopped, any... Parmesan. Uh, yep. Olive oil. Yep. All of the above. Lemon. Sometimes uh, niswas olives. I don't know. Oh, any, that's a good idea. Whatever I have laying around. Okay. Um, but it's just like a really good thing to slather on good bread. And, um, and I have lately considered that uh, putting sliced baguette on on my uh, grill insert on my stove qualifies as cooking so i cooked the bread so effort here's three things i didn't cook they would i pulled out of the refrigerator put it on your cooked bread i I don't know it's just an easy but Mm -hmm. really delicious you know um i like white beans better than chickpeas garbanzo beans oh so so, i think i might too yeah and so even even sometimes with hummus, I don't want to take the effort because, you know, lethargy, to, <laughs> that it takes to grind the chickpeas smooth, you know, and all yeah. the effort it, it takes to really get them to the really smooth. White beans just do it right away. They're just yeah. so pliant. They are. You yeah. could even do it with a, t- uh, a potato masher. You don't actually have to have a food processor if you d- yeah. y- you can still make a nice dip. Yeah. So I'm I'm on team white bean. Yeah, no kidding. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> and also no cook. Don't forget about that. Black beans too make really good dip, but yes. you know, um Yes. 
with cumin mm. <laughs> and sour cream and tahine <laughs> Salsa. or furikake. I don't know. Ooh, we only have a couple minutes left, and I forgot to say these two words together, hatch peppers. I know. It's the it's, it's time. It, it is. It is. They're so good. And I noticed at um, the grocery store here that they had four different hotnesses, mild, medium, hot, and really hot. Oh. I was surprised. I'd, I'd seen, like, medium and hot before. But, yeah, that, that was just great that, I mean, they've got them so divided out, you know. That's so great. They're so delicious, you know, like grilled or, yeah. or, or um, just even fresh. I just love them. Yeah, they're really good, and we wait all year for them. Yeah. So, um, oh, you know what? We have less than a minute. I'd like to thank. <laughs> <laughs> we might we might just let uh, Linda start on the list, and I'll fade her out. <laughs> Dale Perkins and Tom Myers, and who else? <laughs> who the Su- heck else? Susan Peterson and that guy named Reed, that guy named Brian. I always think his name is Brain because <laughs> he's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to sing us out? I'm driving my vegetables, I'm driving my green edibles, I'm driving my vegetables around. I am driving my broccoli, I'm driving my cauliflower, driving a bushel of corn home. Shazam, Marianne! I know, Shazam, (laughs) Linda. See you in a couple weeks. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.